Well, hello, content creators. You're listening to the She's Got Content podcast, where it's all about creating content for your coaching business. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Brown, and I'm here every week to help you get your content out of your head, out of your heart, and out into the world. Get ready to take notes and then take action, content creators. Let's dive into today's episode because you've got content to get out there. Our guest today is a blogger, a podcaster, a business coach, and she's a published author as well. She has a focus on content marketing and community building. She knows you want to publish content you're proud of for a community you love. I'm pleased to welcome my coach, mentor, and friend, Kelly McCausey of Love People Make Money. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Melissa, you're podcasting. I know. This has been a talk in progress for a long time. (laughs) And it's here. It's here. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to tell people a little known fact about Kelly. Kelly is a Anna gamer. What is that? She's an Anna gamer. (laughs) And she's not at all ashamed to tell anybody that either. So tell us about Nana gaming. Well, I'm a gamer. I have a favorite video game that I play called Don't Starve Together. I'm mildly embarrassed to share that. I've got like a thousand hours in the game. That's a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. (laughs) (laughs) I've played the game as a personal like downtime activity for really long time since like 2013. Mm -hmm. I, I played it. There's an individual version called Don't Starve which I've played a lot of. And then a couple of years ago, my daughter-in-law told me about a, a version of the game where you play it with other people. And that's like other people, <laughs> that's my jam. So I started streaming my gameplay over on Twitch, which is where I discovered that it's really unusual to be a 53-year-old Nana gamer streaming. And you were accepted over there. It was like, yeah, you weren't like an outsider. You, right. People were curious, weren't they? Right. I thought I would be made fun of. But honestly, the young people just come in and they encourage me. If a young person ever tells you that you're wholesome, it's a compliment. Oh, They wholesome. really do mean it as a compliment. And people will come in and say, oh my God, this is the most wholesome stream I've seen in a long time. <laughs> They give me advice about the game. I've made friends. The friends I've made over there have been so precious to me. Really cool. I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm still streaming over there. Well, we all need something to get away from business. I think sometimes it's those other things that spark the creativity in creating our content. Yep. So yeah. today, Kelly, we're going to talk about a topic that's very dear to your heart. (laughs) It's all about what's your content creation mindset. So what do you mean by that? Our mindset is, it's just the way we think about what we're doing. We have a set of thoughts that surround our content creation. And the primary foundation of my mindset about content is that I wanna love people and make money. I wanna publish content I'm proud of for the community I love. And I know the people in my community wanna do the same. My mindset about content 
is supported by a different ways of thinking. So let me give you an, a couple of examples of a really bad content marketing mindset. One of them, one plague, this is a thought that plagues content marketers. They already know that. It's already been said. They already heard it from so-and-so. So-and-so just shared it the other day, so I can't say it. And I call it a plague because I guarantee you it's in most people's thoughts. Oh, yeah. That's a really good word to use also. Plague. Yeah. Yeah. A plague overwhelms you and it spreads. If your thought gets caught up that, let's say you were going to email something. Let's just, as an example, say, you know what? I want to write to my list today about how I've been using Thrive Architect to build my website. You're all excited about it. And you sit down and you open your email and that damn Cindy emailed me <laughs> Thrive Architect today. And the little thought comes in, damn it, Cindy talked about it. I can't talk about it because she just talked about it. Someone will think I copied her. And so you don't write that email. But then because you didn't write that email, your people didn't hear from you that day. So you didn't get any feedback. And so you didn't get excited about the next day's email. And next thing you know, it's been like a week and a half and you haven't emailed. <laughs> and it's all Cindy's fault. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a play. It gets one little thought gets in there and it takes you off track. Every negative thought about your content marketing can be flipped with some intentionality. The truth is that I know my community <clears throat> intersects a great deal with Cindy's community. But do you know what? My community also intersects with about 50 other people whom I'm not on their list. So let's say I wake up in the morning, I'm going to tell my community about how I'm using Thrive Architect to build my website. And I write that email from pure excitement and enthusiasm for the tool I love and the way I know my people will enjoy discovering it. But I don't know that Tina and Carlina and Bobby Sue and Jeff and Biff all emailed it too. I didn't know they emailed it. Is that a problem? Nope. No, not at no. all. Because it doesn't matter where else they've heard it. It doesn't matter. You can't possibly know who else they've heard from this morning and what topics they've heard about, you can't possibly know. So just because you do know about one little email, don't let that run you and stop you from sharing what you woke up excited to share. I love how you flip it. You turn, you just change your mindset around, oh, I can't do it now because so-and-so just emailed. But when you think about how many emails are flying around every day and what topics are being discussed on any given day by any given emailer, it can boggle the mind. Yeah. So if you decide you want to write about one thing, one topic, just write about it. Yes. 
<clears throat> if if being aware of what your contemporaries are up to is a problem for you, unsubscribe from their lists or filter them into a folder that you only look at once in a while for market research and inspiration. Don't monitor it daily if it's gonna put you in a chokehold of thinking, well, I can't write about that today. I could share some more negative content marketing mindset ideas, but I would rather share a couple of positive ones with you. Here's a positive thought to plant in your mind that'll support your content marketing. Some people can only hear from me. Some people can only hear from me. This is true. This is utterly true. Melissa, you're teaching content marketing. I teach content marketing. I got a lot of friends who teach content marketing. But there are some people who, when you share, hear something they don't hear from the rest of us. And that comes from your years of experience as a doctor. Your understanding of anybody in the medical field seeking to transition into something for themselves. Your experience and your perspective and your understanding when you say things, they trust you, they believe you, they hear the depth of co context that they wouldn't hear from me. Some people can only hear from you. Some people can only hear from me. And you don't have to figure out why. We can know that people like doctors flock to you because you're a doctor. Medical professionals trust you because of your medical knowledge. Surely when it comes to taking advice from you about the development of content and using PLR and all of that, your expertise is undeniable. Yet there are some people, Melissa, who hear from you for reasons they can't even put their finger on. That is so true. It's something that probably stops a lot of people when they decide they want to talk about a topic and they're like, well, why me? Why me? There is somebody with a podcast. Is it Marie Forleo? She always signs off with the world is waiting for that gift that only you have something along those lines, but it's the same thing for whatever reason. And it's not up to us to figure it out. People can only hear the message from one person. They resonate with that person. If you want to think about it from an energetic standpoint, they resonate with that person. Yeah. And if you're not getting that message out, if you're not getting that content out, they're sitting around, the other people are sitting around, they're still waiting yeah. to pick up the message. Some people resonate with me because I'm opinionated and bossy and some people resonate with me because they like my rough edges, you know, where like one of my good friends, Jennifer Rodriguez, she's glamorous. She is put together from head to toe. She is amazing. We love each other and we are as different as night and day in how we show up 
to content creation. Some people resonate with Jenna because of her polish. They're drawn to it. Some people resonate with me because I'm so sorry for my, I have an ancient cat. I hear him. Is that George? My, my, no, that's the, that's Chubsy. Oh, Chubsy. <laughs> Chubsy is old and she just sat at my door and demanded exit. My daughter, granddaughter just come let her out. But she'll just sit there and complain until someone opens the door. Sometimes we know why we resonate. Like, I can relate to you because you feel, you look like me, you act like me, you sound like me. But there are people who I've resonated with for reasons I can't quite grasp. Like, just something that they said made sense to me. So some people can only hear from you. Some people can only hear from me. And to really soak in that, that, by the way, is a remedy to that plague of a thought that they already heard it from someone else. Because it really doesn't matter. Well, who, we've probably had this experience with one of our kids or our partners, where we say something 10 times and someone else says, and they go, oh my God, that's brilliant. And you just want to smack them. All right. You've been trying that's to say it. That's so common. Yes. yes. But, but people will resonate with you. So don't hold back. Don't hold back. Write what you want to write. If you have someone who is really stuck and they're not writing their content because it's, maybe they're thinking about, oh, nobody really wants to hear from me. Let's go back to the email example. What kind of I don't know if you want to call it exercises, but what would you do? What would you say to someone who really needs to think about why they're not writing those emails? God, I would want to have this beautiful personal one-on-one -on -one conversation where I would just say, why aren't you writing emails? <clears throat> and I don't know is not an answer because mm -hmm. that's usually mm -hmm. the first answer is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know is not an answer. You know why you're not writing those emails. You're afraid of being judged. You're afraid of being rejected. You're afraid nobody will open them. Nobody will click on anything. That someone will unsubscribe. And I have to say, going back a few years ago, that was me. That was me. I would collect the emails and then I would never email them because I was afraid someone would unsubscribe. And I believe it was in conversation with you. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> You've got emails that are coming in. People want to hear more from you and you're not emailing them? Yeah. So once I made the commitment to at least send one per week, minimum, and I have, have kept that commitment for years now, yeah. it's so easy to send an email whenever I feel like it. I, it just got me over that hump. So yeah. Having that one-on-one -on -one conversation is really a good way to help somebody get over that. What's common, especially for someone new to content marketing and community building, if you're starting from scratch and you're faced with the great giant ocean of the internet and you feel like you're throwing a pebble into the ocean uh, that nobody cares about, it is not easy to find the gumption to publish the blog post or write the email or publish the podcast 
when you're not sure if anyone will ever see it or if only your sister will see it or if only the two other people in your mastermind are ever going to know about it. That is where your mindset is most vulnerable to this who cares? No one will know if I don't show up. So from the very beginning, if you could find a way to adopt the mindset that 1,000 people are going to read this today, and if you wrote it as if that were true and hit send as if that were true, what is true is if there were 1,000 people on your list, you would send the email. If, if there were a thousand people waiting for you to publish that podcast, you would publish it. If you walked into a room and there is a thousand people in the room and you're invited up on stage, you're going to get up there and you're going to speak. So just act as if that were true, that a thousand people were going to read it. If we have the attitude that there's only two people on my list and one's my mom, then there's no reason to send the email. You can just call mom. You've got to treat from the very first subscriber. You've got to treat them like it's the community you want to love on. And that creates the habit also, because part of it's just getting into a habit. Yeah. And sending out the emails as soon as you start collecting a list is, yeah. it's partly just habit. And if you start with once a week, or even if it's twice a month, in the beginning and then the idea of being going once a week or aim for once a day. There are some people who email more than once a day. I don't think I'll ever be able to do that, but well, I'm not saying that. I actually have, I actually have sent more than one per day, especially in a closing cart situation. Yeah. It's content, not my usual. Content attracts and serves community. It does both of those things. So no content, no community. No content, no opportunity for connection or sharing. If you've done some small thing and you've gotten four people on your mailing list this week and you email them on Friday and they resonate with it, and if just one of them shares it with another person. Your community has a chance to grow, but if you're not messaging them at all, if you're ghosting them, if you're letting your puny mindset keep you silent, then no content, no connection, no community growth. One of our friends, Pam Hamilton, she did a summit. She's a small business attorney who is also a business coach and she's steering her business towards that. Up until recently, her community was all of her legal clients. Mm -hmm. She wasn't sure how to reach people who would just know her as a business coach. And, and now, like just a few months later, she hosted a summit with 10, 12 speakers. And I'm not even sure how many people she got on her mailing list, but she sold recordings and she's made money and she's had affiliates take action. She just stepped up and started doing it. She did. Just do the activity and let go of the outcome. It's yeah. like the expectations are often what hold us back. 
just yeah. do it, get it out there. You never know what kind of seeds you're planting because it may not germinate at the moment that you initially thought or expected it, but that doesn't mean that it's not gonna take a little bit longer or in other ways that you never would have thought about. Yep. Pam went from, uh, well, first of all, she went from idea to action very fast. She put herself in a place where she could get critique and feedback and where she could fine tune and improve. And that was all a very, very fast process, which spoke to her mindset. What I make up about Pam is that she came into it all with the mindset of, I'm doing it one way or another. So mm -hmm. may as well let a lot of people get their eyes on it so that I can take a lot of critique and improve. She was willing to do it however it was done. Pam is going to be an example I share, I'm sure for years to come, about way more than one summit. But there are people I can think of who I had chats with last year about summits who are still getting ready to put that summit together. One more mindset thing I want to squeeze in here is we opened up on the comparison thing, but there's a thought that I'd like everyone to internalize. And that is the impact of comparison is up to me. Comparison does have an impact. You look at what someone else is doing and you compare yourself to it and you go, I can't do it as good as she can. Or, well, she got all the speakers I was hoping to have. Like, my experience of the recent challenge, one person shared with me in private critique that she didn't enjoy seeing what people did every day because she just felt worse and worse and worse about herself every day until she stopped coming. Mm. The impact of comparison is up to me. I see what someone else does and I can choose to say, oh, I could never do it that good. I suck. I might as well not be, forget it. I'm not even going to do a summit this year. Or I can look at it and go, damn, that's hot. What do I like about it? What am I going to do that's different? How am I inspired? What's clearly, no, thank you. That looks like too much work. I'll do it this way. The impact of comparison is up to me. So that's huge. That is really huge because you talked about a plague a while ago. <laughs> it may be one another one of those plagues where we see somebody do something, we think, well, there's no way I can do that, or that green-eyed monster starts to come in. But if you switch your mindset and you think, wow, that's inspiring. That's an invitation for me. I'd like to do something like that. Let me take the best bits and pieces and then make my own spin on it yeah. and create my own whatever that was. We can look at somebody else, even if sometimes we really truly are in direct competition with other people. If I'm having a webinar on Tuesday night and you're having a webinar on Tuesday night, we are in direct competition for bodies you and I would probably not schedule webinars on the same night, but 
at any given time, I am competing for attention and an action from other people. And that can suck me under or it can literally lift me up depending on how I approach it and how I look at it. But the impact comparison is up to me. If something someone else did left you feeling puny, that was your choice. Sometimes I used to say this, I don't say it anymore. I would say she made me feel bad. And what's true is I made myself feel bad when I compared myself to her. Even if there were a total biatch who looked at my blog post and said, that sucks. If I feel bad about it, it's because I've chosen to feel bad about it. Chances are, if somebody looks at my content and tells me it sucks, I'm going to ask myself, do I respect her opinion? I was just going to say, that's probably the key question right there. Because it sounds like someone is giving you unsolicited advice, but then one has to always consider the source. Yeah, yeah. One of my best friends in the whole world is Nicole Dean. We do things different. We approach things different. We run our businesses very differently. And sometimes she expresses an opinion about something and I go, damn, you're right. And I change it. And sometimes she expresses an opinion and I go, I ain't doing that. Like, it is, the impact of comparison is up to me. Here's the thing is, if you guys are letting comparison stop you in any way, cut that shit out. Because I am proof positive, you can be fully aware of what other people are doing in your industry and still do your own thing and be extremely successful in it. If I try to be like Nicole all day long, I am not going to be happy. My business is going to suck because I'm not Nicole. You need to be authentic. You need to be Kelly because no one else can be Kelly. Yep. Yep. And no one else can be Nicole. And there's more than one way to do everything. That's the beautiful thing. Yes. Everything. So don't compare. When someone comes to me, maybe they're looking for a coach. And if they say, what I really need is to get some systems set up. I'm like, buzzword, you do not want to work with me. Because <laughs> it's not that I don't have systems. It doesn't jazz me. I don't love to teach systems. But there's a lot of people who do. It's a BS lie to say I don't compare myself to other people. Because I do all day long. Well, I think that's human nature. We're in the same industry. We're selling the same things. We're serving very similar communities. I see what they're doing. I'm inspired by it. Sometimes something someone else is doing temporarily inspires a puny feeling. Like, believe me, there are days where I get up and I look at stuff and I go back to bed because I feel like, damn, I can't do what they just did. But the impact of the comparison is up to me. If I choose to wallow in the puny feeling, if I choose to see what they're doing as better than what I can do, 
I've chosen it. I've chosen the puny feeling. I am doing it to myself. And the beauty for me is that even though the puny things, I do have puny periods of time. I almost always shake myself out of it by reminding myself of the shit I do that they can't do. Because what's true for me is what's true for them. There's some things I'm really good at that other people cannot duplicate. Try as they might. I could give them a 500-point detailed checklist, and they still couldn't do it. <laughs> because it's me. It's this bundle of everything that shows up and creates the thing that's created. And would I want someone else to look at me and feel puny? Nope. The impact of comparison is up to me. So if you're feeling puny, just be aware you've chosen it. You, you're choosing it. You're fostering it. Be aware. So if you've chosen to feel puny, you can choose to feel, what's the opposite? Unpuny, not puny. Powerful, <laughs> creative. Yeah. I look at... If I get puny and stay puny for very long, my coach, Therese Sparkins, if she catches me being puny for very long, she'll ask me, what are you getting out of this? Because we're always getting something out of it. The act of wallowing in a puny feeling is permission to not step out and create that thing I was designed for. If I let puny shit run my life, this book wouldn't be published. If you let puny shit happen and hold you back, stretch yourself challenge wouldn't happen. Right. And Kelly, there are so many ripples that are continuing in the month following the stretch yourself challenge that yeah. you probably don't even know about. But all of these things are happening and all of the ripples from that are happening. Yeah. It's like you've thrown a little pebble into a pond and whoo, yeah. all of this is coming out. But if yeah. you allow puny to hold you back and somebody said, oh, a 30 day challenge, 30 day challenge, though they don't work and you decided you weren't going to do it anymore. Just think about how many of us and the world would really be losing out by you listening to that. Melissa, you have a vision for what you want to create with She's Got Content. Oh, yeah. You have a vision. You have a plan. You, you see it. Does any of what you see make you feel uncomfortable? Scared? Intimidated? I, I put the word excited on it. Yeah. I actually had a conversation this morning with an accountability buddy and we were talking about what we got accomplished over the last week. And I'm going on and on and on about what I had done. And I said, you know, it sounds like I have just been working nonstop. But I said, this is fun. It's exciting. I'm really, really excited about the way this is all coming together. And I don't feel like it's work. 
And this is really almost freaking me out that this is fun. People have told me, oh, there's so much work. You're going to have to crash and burn afterwards. I'm making all kinds of plans for afterwards. I have already got a whole bunch of things set up. You're, well, you're, you have an extremely positive mindset and you are very in touch with what you want to create. You have the vision for it and you're just taking the next steps. There are people listening to this right now who have a vision that scares the shit out of them, that stretches them, that puts them into very uncomfortable places dates on the calendar and speakers to invite and follow through and this and that, all these things they've never done before. And they're just scared to pieces about it. The person who is, who has a big vision without a clear path to get there, their ego is very threatened. And that person gives in when that person gets puny runs into something, feels puny, and then wallows in it. It's just a delaying tactic. The moment that the puny thought strikes is humanity. Like, I see someone else's event had twice as many people at it. And I have this momentary strike of, oh, why can't I get that many people at my event? God, what's wrong with me? Why do they like her and not me? Like there's just this lightning strike puniness. But if I go back to bed and wallow in it all afternoon, that's a choice. And my choosing to wallow in it, my choosing to use my imagination to wallow in puny thoughts, when I could have used this imagination to go get inspired by what did she do to make that many people show up? We get to choose how we're impacted in everything. And content marketers, comparison is everywhere. Don't don't say someday I won't struggle with comparison. You'll always deal with comparison. And if you are growing that comparison, those comparisons will get bigger and more intimidating and that's okay because you'll rise to the occasion every time. Kelly, this has been absolutely great. I could talk to you all day. (laughs) We could continue on and on. One more question, Kelly. What's your favorite book? The book is The Big Leap. And it's one of my most favorite books on the subject of mindset in the whole wide world. A big leap. Yes. Yes. I've, I've read that book six times now. I will read it again. I have read it multiple times too. It's a great book. Kelly, I know you have a free resource for everyone called the intentional inbox. And this free resource will help everybody who takes advantage of this opportunity to really get intentional with their inbox, which can be a real lifesaver in terms of your energy, your attention, your focus. How about a little mindset shifting around that inbox? Be sure you pick that up. The show notes will have all the information that you need to get your free access to the intentional inbox. Thank you so much, Kelly. This is great.
Kelly, tell us where's the best place for people to find you. Where's your home on the web? Where do you hang out on social media? Home on the web is lovepeoplemakemoney.com. I don't hang out on social media anymore. I have a private forum where I prefer to hang out. Distraction-free zone. That's Distra- what you call yeah. it. Yeah, mastermindhub.com is, is a private forum. Man, I love that, <laughs> especially <laughs> right now. I love being able to retreat there to talk about stuff without having all the distractions of the world everywhere. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for being here and giving us all this great information. Thanks for having me, Melissa. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the She's Got Content podcast. If you got value from today's episode, you know, it would mean the world to me when you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. You can even leave a thoughtful review on Apple Podcasts and you just might receive a shout out on the show as my content creator of the week. Don't forget to head over to she's got content.com forward slash content and pick up your free workbook. Never run out of content ideas. Until next time, you've got an audience waiting to hear from you and you've got content to share with them. Stop being the best kept secret and make a bigger impact when you've got your content out in the world. Until next week, content creators, keep creating content.